0: Welcome to the weekly scroll podcast brought to you by the adventure archive. My name is Ryan and I'm a corridor of flesh. And with us today, we have a very special guest. We have Nevin Holmes of Dinoberry press. How are you doing today, Nevin?
1: Hey, I am doing all right. Uh, I'm Nevin of Dinoberry press. Uh, Any pronouns? And I'm here to talk about a very cool game that we're working on.
0: Yeah, a very cool game. We're stoked. We're stoked to have you on too very excited to talk about this and this isn't the first game of yours we're actually me talking about we uh reviewed gun and slinger um mm-hmm. uh quite I, gosh how long that i feel like that was one of our early like episodes year. wasn't it it was like yeah, a year it was ago quite a bit
1: yeah it was shortly after fulfillment i think because y'all nice. have one of y'all has a copy
0: i do yeah yeah, yeah. he has my physical shelf. copy yeah 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 um and it's just it's really good and interesting really like the way that you think about games you know that's another thing i'm really excited to talk about with um everything's fucked is just bringing in some really really interesting mechanics so i guess just popping right in like what what got you i guess into game design specifically i know we talked about before the stream started you used to do um some you know video game reviews and things like that then you wanted to start doing your own but without me telling your story like what got you into game design into the to kind of where we're at right now
1: yeah um it's been so long at this point um it was the first zine quest I think that really like opened my eyes to what games could be. Um, I played five E for a while. I, I played so many different versions of D and played shadow rod and I was like, this isn't really like scratching the itch for me. Um, and then I don't remember how it happened, but, uh, like I was just getting into like the wider world of tabletop and it was right around the time of zine quest. Um, And like one of the first things that I looked at uh, was Black Mass by Will Yopst, um, now of Good Luck Press. And that like opened my eyes. It blew my mind. I didn't know that you could do games about this kind of stuff. I didn't know that you could do games that didn't use dice. Um, And I was like, oh, shit, uh, I want to make a game now. Um, And I came up with two kind of silly games that I'm very happy with uh thou hast been called out which is like uh (laughs) looking at it it would i could probably make an argument for it being osr um but it's a very silly game that uses like modern social media slang set in high fantasy when like you've been framed with something it's your hp is your twitter followers like it's so stupid (laughs) um and i did uh Skeletons spelled skel, I T O N S, uh, which is just a game about working in the IT department. Uh, and you happen to be a skeleton and nobody knows. Um, that's like a hack of lasers and feelings and honey heist, like, mash them up. Uh, very happy with that. And from there, like, that was it. I, I was like, I can make games, this is a lot of fun. I made a bunch of silly stuff, and then I made Gun and Slinger, which is also kind of silly, but in a different way. Uh, and uh, along the way uh my wife jam came on board and we started doing a lot of stuff together and we just did dino car on crowdfunder uh we're currently doing laid on that and you're in space and everything's fucked launches uh tuesday wow on, on all these
2: games are like incredibly different like thematically
0: mm-hmm. right
2: like um like gun and slinger to to scale it on um to to you're in space and everything's fucked do you have like a favorite fictional subgenre or do you like really just like to move through and enjoy all of them for their aspects
1: i i like a lot of things i like a lot of things um there there are so many genres to play in um if i had to pick a genre or subgenre that is like in my favorites it's definitely horror in general um i think to a degree all of the projects that i have taken seriously whether or not they're serious projects um have a degree of like some kind of aura to them because i kind of can't help putting it in there um Gun and swinger has the twist it's got that yeah weirdness. the twist is
2: pretty it can be it's, pretty horrifying. it's pretty
1: scary yeah <laughs> especially with the wonderful art that uh that emma did in there Yeah. Oh, so good. um you know, Skeletons, the horror that it's like a very corporate horror, even though it's a comedy game, um, you're in space and everything's fucked. I think that speaks for itself. Um, but we also do like a lot of other stuff like Dino Car uh, Jam is the lead on that project. Um, it's fantastic. It's amazing. And it's like a family friendly game about like making art and being a dinosaur driving a car and. Um, we like everything that we make runs the gamut because like we just want to make stuff inspired by the things that we that we love and we love a lot of things so we're just going to make like a huge wide range of stuff
2: that's very impressive to like not be pinned down like in one genre for like almost any amount mm-hmm. of time and like it be like an enjoyable experience you know i mean we're um, I thought Justicar was
1: also really cool. Oh, I um, can't believe I didn't name drop Justicar. Yeah, <laughs> I was <on> Twitter, so... <laughs> Justicar is like the Phoenix Wright TTRPG. Yeah, <laughs> and like, where where does that fit in among all the stuff that I've come, that we have come up with so far? Like, it's it's important to us. Like, it would be easier to like build an audience as yeah. a as a creator. It's easier to build an audience if you like pick a thing and stick with it neither of us want to do that like we really really like to flex our muscles and see what we can do and crowdfund a family-friendly art making game directly before we crowdfund an absolutely not family-friendly game about terrible monsters and gore like that's the that's the dino berry duality baby hey listen you're you're
2: (laughs) casting the wide net it's not bad it's Mm -hmm. not bad tactic you know we just like to make stuff
0: Yeah, there you go. So, um, uh, so what's why all the dinosaurs, I guess? What, where did Dino Berry come from? Then we got Dino Cars, and then you know, Dino Jam. Where, where, where's all the dinosaurs? That's
1: a, that's a, that's a jam. That's a jam thing. She brought that in. Uh, we were trying to pick. She's been like Dino Berry, and like, um, it, it goes back a ways. Um, we both love dinosaurs. And one of her original concepts for a logo was like this, the, the one that we have now or one very similar to it. That was like a strawberry T-Rex because
0: it fucking slaps we, too. Yeah.
1: It does fucking slap. Um, yeah. But the, the idea behind it, I believe, and she's in chat. She'll correct me if I'm wrong. Um, is we like the cute things and we like the, the monster things. Like it, it brings together the like, both sides of what we like to do we can be we can be your angel or your devil you know um we can be cute and we can be monstrous and those two things don't need to exist on their own so dino berry press dino berry jam um and uh, and dino car though the idea for dino car isn't specifically because we're dino berry um Dino Car's name came from a Justicar shit post.
0: Yeah. Okay. Alright. <laughs> I don't
1: remember oh, yeah. exactly how it went, but it was like a, a game <laughs> where you're I, I don't remember the exact details, but it, it became what it is now and it rules. That's gotcha. very cool.
0: Um so when you do a lot of your game design, so for example, so um Gunnerslinger uses <laughs> unless and, you know, correct me if I'm completely mistaken, it's basically um, blackjack when you play mm-hmm. the game, correct? It when... uses
1: it uses go fish primarily. Um, there we okay. go, yeah, But yeah. it uses blackjack for, like, if you need to shoot something. Right.
0: What, when you were thinking of, I guess... Specifically, you know, talking about gun and slinger is just a, a point to talk about your creation process. You know, outside of, you said you're inspired by horror. We've all read the dark tower and everything. Um, but when you were sitting down to look at the mechanics and you talked about black mass and doing things that aren't dice mechanics, what made you go, Hmm, I'm going to use cards. And not only am I going to use cards, I'm going to use go fish and blackjack and all those mm-hmm. kind of things. What really made you want to sit down and go, how can I convert this into what is a really fucking good game um what made you want to pick that specifically thank you
1: um so uh this is a secret uh that i think i've revealed so many times of a huge majority of uh the games that i make are inspired by ship hosts uh gun and slinger is no exception um i i am the result of committing to the bit too much um there was a game jam going on for this thing called talk to transformer where like you put in a bunch of text and it spits out text based on what you put in. It was like a very, very early, like AI text generator, like five years ago at this point, I think is when that was created and it got revamped recently. Um, I put in a list of the games that I had out at a time and it spat out a list that included uh, your gun is a gunslinger. Um, and i wanted to do a two player versus go fish rpg about a gunslinger fighting their gun um as i worked on those mechanics i realized wait this actually has legs for like a collaborative like story story osr kind of game um so i completely shifted focus um and it became what it is now and it kind of like worked from the jump i did not have to do a lot of adjusting to the rules of go fish um a card deck is already pretty balanced i didn't have to worry about the math for that um so it was about like getting the feel and like making sure that it functioned once it functioned it was about building the scaffolding around it and like making it work very cool
2: yeah, um, <clears throat> it is a very interesting system, and and kind of moving to. unless um, Brian has another question about something else because I'm going to ask about uh, you're in space. No, um, go for it. Let's go to it. So yeah. you're in space, and, everything is everything, and everything's fuck Is everything everything's fucked? Yes. Which is a fantastic title. Um, Thank you. And immediately they allows can. you to know what kind of game we're about to play. Mm-hmm. um You're like, oh, okay, so it's about to be rough. um what made you go with because the game is a dice pool game, it's a D6 mm-hmm. dice pool game, mm-hmm. which is easily one of my favorite things ever. Um, that is super underutilized. If you're listening to this and you create games, you should use dice pools. Um, what drove you to like pick that as your style of play for this instead of like cards like you did for um Gunslinger? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, so I get into an, to an earlier point like, we really like to do things different when we do things. Um, to the point where it's weird that right now I have two ideas that are similar to each other in development like that. We try to make our games very different, even from each other. Um, unless we're, you know, adding content onto something or doing something very intentional. Uh, so I wanted to do something different and I had played, um, I had been playing a few games that use D6 dice pools. Um, Blades in the Dark is a fantastic classic example of a dice pool game. Um, And there's, there's a few others. Um, But I, I really wanted to sit down and see what I could do. And I knew from playing Blades that building a pool of dice is an experience in and of itself. And after playing with some numbers for a bit, I realized that it's very, very, it's very easy to adjust the uh, the rules around the pool itself to make something that hits pretty much any kind of tone that you would want. Um, and it leans really well into the sense of, of struggling that I want the struggler character to have in this game. Um, i actually specifically say in the rules as you are building the dice pool the struggler should be optioning for advantages the struggler should be kind of going i think this is an advantage i have right now because i like the feeling that it gives them of scrounging and struggling for every single little bit that they can get um and it it works it works really well
0: I mean, even though so far as to name the character the Struggler is yeah, the so, struggler. <laughs> it's so good, like every aspect is so thoroughly designed in a um, without being over designed, you know what I mean? Like you it's very clear that it's been, you know, gone through with the fine tooth comb and it just like I said, it just works, you know, same thing Thank with you. Gunslinger and same thing with this where, you know, the the um, the intent in your design is really, really evident and it's 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 really, really good.
1: Thank you very much. I'm I'm glad it comes through so well. <laughs> I I try to be in in everything that I work on. I try to be very specific about making sure I hit that tone. I I've actually like written multiple pieces for Dicebreaker about like both of these things. Like the language that you use in a game is extremely important for the vibe at the table. Um and the way you interact with its mechanics like those two things not not to discourse right now but i'm not i'm not hey, going to say the lines i'm not going to i'm not going to i'm not going to say the lines we don't need to go through this again it's only february march uh <laughs> not going to not going to bring the discourse back into the town not yet
0: you know i mean but i i don't mind so the the i think a lot of people you know, there are a lot of people that make a lot of games and a lot of games are really good. And then there's a lot of game, and then there are some games that are really fucking good. Right. And I think one of the things behind that is uh, a lot of like intentionality in the design. I don't even think that's a word, but but also the understanding that the it's way the intentionalness, in... you know, yeah, <laughs> intentionality <laughs> is the word. Yeah, the way in which you write a game and the way in which characters uh, or players interact with not only the mechanics, but the way you present the mechanics defines the way that you play the game. This is one reason that 5e will always fail in the argument that you can just make it whatever you want, just because we put a page in the front that said play however you want. Because then when you actually read through the mechanics, it's very restrictive. So um, it's it's just kind of... um, Uh, that's a really prime example on how to not present the way in which you want a game to be played so Mm. polar opposite to the way in which you actually present the game itself Mm. Um, and i think you do a really fantastic job of presenting the game in which you would like players to play reinforced by the mechanics and language in which you use which is incredibly incredibly important
1: yeah i uh, i i fully agree with this um even if you're making something that is like for lack of a better way to to put it, uh, a little generic. Like, I currently have two OSR projects that I'm that I'm working on. Not super ready to talk about them, but they both use the same mechanics as a base, um, the same core resolution system, the same similar core stats, um, and what I am trying to do with that is see how i can make these things that have such a similar core structure incredibly different because i want the actual games to have different tones have different purposes players are doing different things in these games despite the fact that their root is Merkborg. um and i it's a it's an important exercise and i think that it shows um what intentionality can do
0: yeah, absolutely. So, so I guess one of the things that you said in the beginning of this, especially when you were talking about thou hast been called out, none of your games. I yeah. think you just said you were you were talking about. You know, and you said it kind of, I guess it could kind of be OSR. It's, I mean, there's letter Fawn with a skeleton in the back, but um, <laughs> and, uh, not a lot of your games are what, you know, could be called right now OSR, NSR, whatever the fucking discourse wants like, to call these various versions that, of the games yeah. now.
1: Tr- trad leaning. It, right. Now, is there,
0: <laughs> was there uh, an intent to move away specifically from those kind of mechanics, or is it just the style of the game that you wanted to create just happened to be a little bit um, not that yeah, it, until I just, now? Uh,
1: it's just something that I haven't really been interested in designing in until recently. Um, I wanted to see what I could do. One, one of my core focuses is pushing the medium in ways that i have not done or seen done before um so i don't tend to like doing hacks of games and if i do a hack of a game i really try to to go out there with it like i we're working on a lumen thing right now um that is we are really pushing what lumen does and what it can do um and i really try to make sure if i'm sitting down to design something it has to be something that people haven't seen or at least is in conversation in a new way with things people have um so i just haven't really wanted to i haven't had any ideas or inspiration for playing in that area before
0: so i guess um why i guess to an extent like what makes you want to you know, exactly like you said, if you're gonna do something, it has to be something completely different. What's the drive to um, to do that? Because there are there are a number of great hacks out there that use mm-hmm. really, really well done systems. Um, yeah, but definitely. what makes you wanna go, if I wanna do it, I gotta do it like way over here, you know?
1: Yeah, Um. it is a challenge for me. And, and again, I'm not trying to say like, oh, hacks of games are easy or anything. I'm specifically not saying that. All game design is difficult. Um, and the mere fact that games continue to be released and exist is wonderful and like a miracle in and of itself. Um, it's just where the pull is for me. The The interesting part of design is figuring out new things to do with the same components like how many different ways can we use dice how many different ways can we use cards um what if we don't use either of those you know there are so many games that do so many different things uh and i'm also not trying to say like (laughs) i'm definitely not saying all my ideas have been original ideas there are no original ideas except the ones that are but that's a whole thing um it's just a fun area to play in and it's a challenge and a rewarding experience to push myself in ways that I haven't pushed myself before. Um, it also in, I find that when designing things in new ways, new to me ways, uh, I learn, I learn more about design. Um, you know, I didn't go to school for this or anything like that. I'm, we are jam and i are both learning by doing and by doing new things we learn ways in which things do and don't work and we learn why um it's very experimental very very fun and like that's i guess that would be the why it's just a different kind of challenge
0: yeah i mean which is always a a great reason to do something when you can have like um again like an intent of focus something that will always be kind of like that guiding light um it can really keep you centered on the thing that you're focusing on so that's a great way to or a great reason to do that as a thing so um getting back into you're in space and everything's fucked did we talk about was the title a shit post did we already say that is that uh, the title is fantastic but where exactly did that come from uh
1: <laughs> this is uh this is one of the few games that we've done that did not start as a shit post. this is a this is a a fully genuine project um I I love horror. I love sci-fi horror. I wanted to make a sci-fi horror game and there's there's so many games. The sci-fi horror is not a, a new or unpopular genre in tabletop games, especially right now. We have the fantastic projects, mothership death in space. um, So many others. Like it's, it's not a new genre. Um, I wanted to make one and I like to do, I like to do silly things. I'm a silly little guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so <Same>. I, I, <laughs> i i named it and uh it it just it's stuck it's a it's a fun name it's a good name man it gets people's attention you know to to peel back the curtain again it's a good marketing name to a degree um when you say hey i'm gonna play this game you're in space and everything's fucked people go oh 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 really where can i learn more about this um you know, I, I don't know if I would advise putting a swear word in a name that you're in the name of a game that you're trying to sell and market. Um, it is pretty limiting the degree to which people are willing to post on their website the word fuck. Um, oh, Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm it's uh, all over ours, so you know, yeah, at least I mean, as far yeah, as we yeah, get, yeah, yeah. No problem. Problem.
1: <laughs> when we did a when we did press
0: release when we did a, a
1: press release to be like, hey, we've got a date. Do you want to cover it? Here's our press kit. We actually got a number of people, uh, a not the majority of people, but a a definite non-zero number of outlets responded and be like, hey, if you change the name of the game, we can cover it Um, wow really we got we got a few people who asked us to change the name of the game uh and we got more people who were like hey this would be really fun to cover but it says fuck and my boss won't let me say that Mm. um and that's that's a whole other conversation that i don't feel like i am super qualified to have but it definitely says some things about media coverage and and stuff like that
2: yeah. was well, they just didn't go you know you're in space and everything's bleeped you know or whatever like there
1: I, I suggested that to a website and his his the the writer's boss said no to that too still no to that seems so weird you know I mean when you this. are I mean yeah but it's a it's a whole thing but yeah the name was not really a ship post this game was not a ship post um it's just a fun name for a project that is uh more serious than that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you did you debate doing that at all? Like throwing an asterisk in there, throwing like a black bar across it, you know? Like wasn't it a, was just,
1: wasn't a question at all. This is wrong, the name just, of the game. We're doing it. Fuck it.
0: Nice, nice. Love the stick-to-itiveness of it. You know, and you talked about also, you <laughs> know, space horror is not you know necessarily a new thing. Like, tra- like there's so much space horror out there, mm-hmm. and it has been for a long time. But you know, one of the things we talked about here on the show because. Ostensibly, even though we've done it like twice this entire year, we are a game review podcast. Um, one of the things that we <laughs> review is originality, and one of the questions in it ori- isn't when we look at originality is not necessarily is this a completely new thing, it's just mm-hmm. is this a thing that we've seen before but that's been done in a new way, which is mm-hmm. something that we we talk about a lot because, as you said, it's almost impossible to have like a new thing, like, is this dark western medieval fantasy is this space horror is this cyberpunk whatever but is it in a different way and this is one of Mm -hmm. those those games where if we were sitting down and reading through it we could say yes this is a fun way to do space horror but it is different than a lot of the other ones that we've actually looked Mm -hmm. at so i guess continuing to get into you're in space and everything's fucked out there for everybody um (laughs) You know, we talked about dice poles and all this, but like, what's 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 the pitch for this game? You know, because for those listening, um, we are going to be playing this here in just a little yes. bit. Like, what yes. what is what's the what's the full pitch? Like, what do people have besides you know to to, to look forward to?
1: Yes, okay, excellent. So, uh, you're in space and everything's fucked is a game for two to five players. This is probably where it caps out. Um, it is designed first and foremost, as a two-player game. You've got the station, you've got the struggler, um, and that's player GM roles. Um, <laughs> you are in space, and everything is fucked, is the pitch. Uh, it is a D6 dice pool game that takes most of its influence from video games in the genre, rather than film, comics, and literature, which I think is what a lot of the popular stuff kind of really pulls from um the primary inspiration for this game is dead space it is my favorite video game of all time probably it's amazing um i just finished the remake and didn't know what to do with myself for like three days um but dead space and system shock are like the primary influences here um then there's you know alien um there's uh, movie from 2016 called the void um you know event horizon is a huge inspiration here too um, and to that degree a lot of these systems that exist in it are directly inspired by the video gamey aspects of things um there's random monster generation, as if this was like a roguelike or something like that. There are save points. So you can die over and over again without having to worry about losing your character. Things just continue getting more and more fucked up. Um there are wave points there's or waypoints, there's exploration. You have primary and secondary objectives. You specifically have boss monsters and set pieces. Um it is a love letter a a terrifying tribute to the sci-fi horror video game genre and you can play it as serious and terrifying or as a uh, silly goose mode uh as you want
2: oh yeah we silly gooses out here y'all we
1: we do be silly uses
2: <laughs> yeah. i think it's really great i i, I think um like there's been so much time of people trying to get away from video games while playing tabletop game. Like this is not a video game. Um, That's really cool to see games like some games now, like and specifically this one, Um, like be like, no, like there's, this is very video game inspired. And it's like, that's a good thing. Like that's a fun mm-hmm. thing. You know, like we enjoy those experiences. Like, yeah, they, it that's really cool. I'm glad that you're leaning into that. It makes it seem like it's going to be like a horrifying bunch of fun. You know?
0: Yes.
1: It's a, it's a great time
0: yeah yeah cool. it's, it's really it's interesting the way that everything i mean everything always comes full circle like that's just how human beings exist like low-rise genes they're not good <laughs> don't bring them back but like we're thing with like they, they were i'm glad it kind of came back and then hopefully whatever i don't care i don't look at humans anyway i stay in my house and then go to work but regardless everything is a circle right and so video game design and um game design and even look into something like 4e was such a fun circle because mm-hmm. everyone was all butthurt about 4e forever and then like 10 years later everyone's making all these games or critiquing 5e and be like what if it had this this and this and everyone was like oh that's just 4e so like yeah. you know there's this discourse that tabletop games aren't video games and yet video games are really fucking good and when you yeah pull we love in, video games <laughs> <laughs> When you pull the mechanics from video games and board games and stuff, like you can gamify them really, really, really well. You know, just like this.
1: Yeah. All, all, all games are good. Or, pause. Games are good. Yes. Okay. <laughs> games, games as a concept are good, uh, whether that's video, board, or dice. Um, and I, I think that it's all to get a little pretentious. All art learns from each other um tabletop games are art whether it's good art or not is for a debate for another time Mm -hmm. um but tabletop games are art video games are art board games are art movies music uh literature all that stuff it's it's really fun and interesting to see the ways that a medium can grow when things in it have conversations with things out of it.
2: And kind of cross-pollination, you know? hmm
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and is, I, I... Sorry. No, uh, go, no, go ahead. Space Fucked isn't just like, oh, I'm emulating some video game trappings. Throughout the text in the actual final version of the game, I discuss why I've done things certain ways. Um, I go, hey, when you're playing this, try to do it this way um because xyz or if you want to do it different abc um it's it's very much actually discussing and dissecting the things that i'm doing in it and the ways that those influences are here
0: yeah i mean again which is what we talked about before it's really important to communicate in a way um how your your intent when you made the game um and to put the rules the language in it so that the people not only do the players understand it but it's kind of naturally ingrained in the way that they play the game it'll just kind of fall into place to to play in that intentional way you know and i i really like gamified games you know i don't I love narrative games too, don't get me wrong. I love especially leaning into things like Fiasco or Tin Candles where it's like really narrative. But I really enjoy gamey games, you know, and even in Mm -hmm. solo games, you know, there's a lot of journaling games which are very fun. I am just not a fantastic writer and I prefer the gaming side of it. So when you look at things like 12 years of marching order, there's more of a gamey feel to it. And I really enjoy, as you said, this is not a video game emulator at all, but I really like the gamey aspects that you put Mm -hmm. into it as you know, the save points and things like that. It is, it's fun. Like it's fu- it's it's okay to not be like a reality simulator. If I wanted to be in reality, I would go outside. When I want to play a game, I want to play a game. And I, you do a lot of really really fun, interesting things in this game, and a lot lot of your games that are gamey because it's fun to play the game in that way and still have um, the overarching reason you want to play the game and story over top of it. So it's it's.
1: One of, the, one of the things I, I say kind of like half-jokingly about um, Gun and Slinger. Uh, I, I was talking, I think I was talking with my editor on that project. And she said to me, the she told me that I've pulled like a really great trick with this game. Um, because it reads on the surface when you're marketing it or when you're reading about it. It seems like it's going to be like a very traditional game um but then you get in there and no this is a story game actually yeah um i think that there is a balance between those things um and i think that i i keep saying this but like it's good when aspects of a thing are in conversation with with the things around them um because like you were saying there's a lot of video gamey stuff in this take the save points for example um but they don't exist in a void. It's not just like, yeah, there's save points, whatever, have fun with it. It's there are save points. What does that mean (laughs) for your game? What does it mean when you take death as a consequence out of the equation for a tabletop game in this way, in this genre? Um, How do you rationalize it at the table? Because people like to rationalize things at the table. When I was designing the game, um, I did not put, I I don't have a reason for how or why save points exist and I never I didn't really intend to put any text about that as I was designing it. Talking with the editor and talking with playtesters, I realized no, I should put something in here that encourages people to talk about that themselves. Yeah, figure out your own reason. Um, And there's actually like a page about save points uh, and how to use them at your table and how to talk about them because Things can be very different depending on what you like. That shapes the world you're playing in and it shapes the logic of the world you're playing in. And we like for those things to be consistent when we're playing a tabletop game. So it being a cloning pod that restores you from backup is completely different than when you die, it steals your body from another dimension and puts your brain in it. Those are very different things. And they have different implications for the story that you're going to tell.
2: I think you said before we got on that when you were playing, you had one character whose whole thing was that um, they were like investigating the save
1: points, yep. right? So one of the playtests I did, I had a, a very loose idea for what I wanted the uh, play test or for what I wanted the save points to be. Because it's just fun to be like, okay, when you wake up, you fall out of a vat suspended from the ceiling. Great. That's fucking weird. <laughs> um and the player of that play test spent their session trying to learn what the fuck the deal was with that um it completely shaped the way like that's not what i was gonna do i was gonna throw them in a in a uh, meat grinder and see what happens but we ended up playing like more of a mystery I um, love that. That's it, amazing. It was awesome. What like,
2: a great direction for your players to like. Oh no, this is a thing I want to pursue now. It's like,
1: fuck yeah, let's do it, man. I think, yeah. I think, especially in you're in space, it, it does that kind of thing well because it's a completely generative game. Yeah. Um. I I say this all the time. It is low to no prep. You you. In fact, for our session today, I've done nothing. Sick. Uh, I don't I don't know what we're gonna do when we play today. I know we're gonna have fun. Um. Meanwhile, my session tomorrow, uh, I'm going to plug another stream. My session tomorrow over on the Colt at plus one exp. I have the full map ready, uh, and I have two boss monsters for them to fight. But I don't have I don't have anything else. I have a map. I have some characters. I don't have anything else. Um, so it it is a game that lends itself really well to, no, I want to do this. Um, because it specifically tells the game runner, the station, to not over-plan. Just um, go with it. Talk to your players. Have fun. You're both playing this game. Yeah. Um, Go with the flow. Have fun with it.
0: That's just such a fun way to play games in general. It's one of the things that... You know, I, when I wanted to get away from our trad games and get into games more like this that are low prep, rolls light, that was one of the reasons. It's just like, sure, you know, GM prep, you can make it fun if you make a game of it in and of itself, but there are times where I just want to feel like a player, you know, and reading through this, that, The style of play that you've created and that a lot of games, you know, the ASR or whatever create is that you're you're a referee more than anything where like you get to experience the game the same way other people are experiencing the game. And you're just kind of like guiding a little bit of like the edge cases and stuff forward, um, which is such a fun way as a forever GM to um, to play the game. So it's really exciting that in this kind of game that you've created that option is well not the option that is how it's fucking played like that's the game mm-hmm. so it's really it's really fantastic so this comes out you said tuesday so for those listening i don't even know what today is is it march 4th
1: it is it, it is march 4th saturday
0: so so this comes out on the 7th and this is going to be on kickstarter i know donna Carver's on crowdfunder yes. but this is going to be on kickstarter specifically yes so is there anything you can tell us about the or would like to tell us about the Kickstarter campaign as in, you know, what can people expect as far as potentially previews for like reward tiers? Are we talking, you know, yeah. um perfect bounds? Like what 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 can we expect in like 3 4 days? Uh
1: well, I'm very excited by everything that we have on this Kickstarter. This is the largest project that we've done. Um It was supposed to be a small project, and it turns out it's a huge project. Um, We have some pretty high goals for this. And to help facilitate that, we have a pretty wide range of rewards and stretch goals. Um, As far as rewards go, uh, you've got the standards. We've got basic and physical, or digital and physical, um, PDF, uh, and two perfect bound books. Um, Every edition of this game is printed as two books. the station gets a book and the struggler gets a book and you are not supposed to cross read. Um, Nice. To lean into that, to, to, to lean into that horror aspect. We want the station to have access to toys that they can surprise and scare the struggler with. Um, They are also, we have a hardcover tier. Um, with a special alt foiled cover designed by Cham. It is
2: so the Ryan tier. <laughs> yeah, God it is gorgeous. It.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. we have a limited edition bundle. Um, that is the two hardcover books. It is an ID badge character sheet on a Yorin space lanyard. It is a metal or it is an enamel pin. Um, it is a set of limited edition skull fucked dice um and it is a bundle of stickers beyond that there's make a monster and i'll run a game for you um so at make a monster you get all of the limited edition stuff and you get to make a monster that goes in the book um and at the rent-a-brain tier you get all of that and i will run a game for you and one friend um so pretty pretty big uh pretty huge Yeah. Um and then we have these stretch goals. Uh at our first stretch goal which is right, or, uh, right around like 30,000, um we are going to be releasing uh later in the year uh an expansion zine uh called Found Transmissions. Um at its base level that is going to have uh a bunch of stuff that I write. Um mainly we are looking at There's a short story that it's going to start with uh, that I'm going to be writing. Um, Then there's new mechanics, new items, new bosses, new set pieces, Um, a whole new system for things that you can do with the monsters. Um, And then beyond that, we have three other stretch goals to have other writers come on. Um, I'm going to tell you their names and the name of the thing that they are writing. Uh, so we have Christian Sorrell uh, coming on for prepare for write-off. Um, we have Raina M. coming on to write mold front. And we have Nim uh, writing escape from ICI-68D. Um, and those are all what I'm calling mission briefings, which are adventure and locale hybrids. So it's a little bit of setting and a little bit of set dressing for like where you are and what's happened so far. Um, and it's, here's some monsters, here's some items, here's some toys for you to play with and some objectives, have fun. Um, additionally, one more thing, forgot to mention it. Um, add-ons, Uh, if you don't want to get the full limited edition thing, some of the components of that are available as add-ons, like the stickers, the dice, and the pen. But we are also partnering with Plus One EXP for uh, some special uh, hygiene products. We are doing a beard balm and a lip balm. Um, Nice. The scent is pomegranate gore. Um, And the beard balm comes with, on the inside of the lid, uh, a monster. For you to use in your game. That's nice. What's up.
0: Yeah, that's nice cross pollination right there. Big fan of that. um So, the, I mean, the project sounds. What it, do you mind if we ask what the base funding level is for the project? Yeah,
1: the base funding goal for the project is twenty eight thousand four hundred dollars. Okay, so it's, cool. a, it's a it is a big goal
0: is a lofty goal yeah but the game Mm -hmm. is i mean the game's fantastic and the tiers sound amazing i mean i've backed one or two or three hundred kickstarters and um uh, (laughs) these are you know it sounds like this is exactly the kind of thing that i'm a huge fan of as far as kickstarters go like having hardcover options having you know the 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 different Bits and bobs is so important because physical things, especially of all of that, honestly, the thing that I think excited me the most besides enamel pins, because I'm obsessed, is the the ID lanyard. That's the kind of it's thing, cool, right? Yeah, it's so cool to have like a physical part of the game, especially Systems if we ever got to. Yeah, got to play. So super, super excited for that Kickstarter. Really um stoked to see that come out in a couple of days i mean obviously you know i can't not get you know the limited tier and listen if you if you want to get the top tier all you have to do is start a podcast and do it for a year then maybe you can get the creator to come on and play for you anyway um so we already got that one checked off oh you got it
1: damn it i shouldn't have done this there we go. Um,
0: super excited for that. And it's it's really great uh, with Plus One XP. You know, I think you said that also you're going to be doing um, the uh, with the cult tomorrow on Plus yes. One XP. So if you're listening, make sure you go check out Plus One XP. They do a lot of great stuff for the community and um, a lot of great um, game previews. Exactly like yeah. we're going to be doing today. So it, it's a really good time to go over there and check that out. Um, how do you how do you feel about playing the game now? What are, you, what are your thoughts on, mm, on... I don't know. Nah. Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: really I don't actually really like it that much. No, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay, yeah. So, yeah, so we're just going to let's just let's just fucking hop in. So, listen, if you're listening to this episode right now, um let's uh where so if you just go to kickstarter and just google you're in space and everything's fucked and it's going to be like the first kickstarter link that's popped up um it'll be it is in our chat here which if you're on youtube you can't see and if you're in podcast land you definitely can't see but you want to check that out again it starts on tuesday um the uh the 7th um and uh the, the, if you're
1: the quick url for it is bytes.rip slash
0: spacefucked b-y-t-e-s
1: dot r-i-p slash space
0: even even easier so you definitely want to check that out um so um if you are watching or listening click the next episode because nevin is going to be back we're going to be back in just a moment and we are going to play uh you're in space and everything's fucked uh we are the weekly Scroll podcast you can find us at all the socials that are linked under everything that we always do um so stick around we'll be right back